and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. everyone and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I decided to do a nighttime pod and we will be picking up where we left off. We're going to be covering the TV show, Netflix original TV show Narcos. We're going to cover episode three. The title is The Men of Always. It's entitled Murphy Encounters the Depths of the Government Corruption when he and Pena try to derail Escobar's political ambitions by proving he's a narco. So I decided to get into this tonight because tomorrow we will be going over a brand new episode of Cruel Summer. So let's get into it. This is one of my favorite um, episodes of this season because it takes a quick turn. Um, Episode one, they show you how Escobar got into the cocaine business and how his empire basically rose quickly and then episode two it shows murphy coming to columbia um getting linked up with uh pena as him being his um partner and i'm starting on the case and seeing how they described the meddling cartel came above and season three we see a turn because it goes into politics and it shows the how everything was quick and up high and took a took a quick turn and then this is how basically everything with the war on colombia the war against the government started with escobar and basically the beginning of his downfall so this is one of my favorite episodes we will go scene by scene as usual and then after that we will go over some of the things that were fictionalized and non-fictionalized, you know, dramatized for Hollywood purposes. So welcome to the show. I welcome all new listeners. If you're just now tuning in to me, my name is Shanice and I am happy to have you. I hope you go back and check my previous episodes. I am here once a week on a podcast on the TV show Crew Summer. Um, currently we are going over every episode of Narcos and then we will do Snowfall when the Power series start back come, coming back on we'll cover them. I do cover other topics as well but this is a new platform so we're just getting started and we plan to grow and get bigger and better with time but we're just going to start off just recapping some of my favorite shows and what I love to discuss so if you are new welcome 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 please tune in every week. And before we get started, I just want to shout out my social media platforms. You can look me up on Facebook if you decide to send me a friend request. Just inbox me and let me know that you know me from the podcast. I will definitely accept you because I'm not on there too much, but my messenger is always on. You can always follow me on Instagram, Alicia Shanice. You can follow my dope music playlist that I made on Spotify. I do have everything under Shanice Loves, etc. So it'll be Shanice Love 90s hip-hop, Shanice Love 90s R&B, Shanice Love oldies, like that 60s good music. When you go to The Temptations, to James Brown, then we take you on to the Isley Brothers, Michael the Queen, Betty Wright, so on and so on. Otis Redding, um, then we can go to Luther. I have a lot of dope playlists. Check me out. So yeah, let's get on to the show. Thank you for tuning in.
So the opening scene, we see Agent Pena sitting at his desk holding a picture of the dead cat who they call puff um we did see on the lat when it went off on the uh, episode two that poison had broken to agent murphy's house and they killed this cat basically as a warning signal he asked uh agent murphy is has anyone seen his paperwork or has he told anyone that he was down there has he met any little side friends agent murphy lets him know look i'm married I don't have any side friends. The only people I've been around is you, you and those Medellin cops in Medellin. Agent Pena lets him know that Carrillo and his crew are solid. His small group of people. Because, you know, um, Colonel Carrillo, he don't really deal with anybody. He got a solid little crew because he don't trust anyone. Because, you know, the traffickers basically have all the cops paid off in that town. So... He lets him know that he did drop his passport and, you know, it was a little trouble at the holdup because of the, the uh, immigration papers for getting Puff in. Agent Pinion makes a joke about the name Puff for the cat. Murphy replies, hey, it wasn't my cat. She named him. But anywho, he lets him know it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. The traffickers pay people at the airport, um, at the immigration line to you know give him the information addresses because he's suspicious coming in he's a gringo so they call americans uh he's a gringo coming in from miami he works for the embassy that was a clear signal to get all of your information so he said don't worry about it there's probably a price on your head for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars murphy looks like what and he just lets him know hey don't worry about it. They're not going to do nothing to you because of Kiki. Then it shows Kiki Camarena. Shows the real picture of him and the real crime footage of when they found his body in Mexico. And um, I can't wait for us to cover that. We'll get to that when we go to Narcos Mexico. And it shows the real pictures of the Guadalajara cartel. It shows the main three of the kingpins of that cartel. It shows uh, Rafa, Car Rafa Carroll. Then it shows uh, Miguel uh, Felix. And then it also shows... Did it show old man? Uh, no, I don't think it showed him. But it shows them how they took down that cartel. And basically says... Kiki is like their Jesus Christ for the DEA because the DEA basically was not taken serious. They looked at them as basically robot cops, you know, like mall cops until that murder. They started taking them more serious because in the early 80s, remember, the DEA was new on the scene. So then we go on to the intro. Sorry guys, I know it might be a pause in the video right there. I want to apologize about that. I was getting ready to play the intro music, but something happened. I'm not going to edit it out. Like I said, you're new to the to the platform. We're growing together. So we're going to get it together. But anywho, so we jump to the next scene after the intro and Pablo and, you know, now he's having his affair with, uh, <clears throat> what's her name? The journalist lady uh valeria yeah valeria velez which was a true affair so they're having foreplay he's pointing his gun at her in an intimate way of course and he's letting her know like look what you've done you have my 
uh, name all over the newspapers. Everybody's talking about me. They're calling me the Robin Hood because that's basically what he was. And they're basically having foreplay. And next scene, we go straight to the bathtub. And she's sitting next to Pablo telling him, like, it's not going to be as easy as you think to get into the Congress because... You can't just go in there and say, hey, I have a taxi business. They're going to really look into that. So she lets him know that he needs to find a party that will stand behind him. And there's certain th people he's going to have to accompany to even get into there. Because they're going to, by he's jumping into politics, they're really going to look into his background. He can't just say this and think that it'll you know just play itself out like that you're de you're dealing with politics they look into everything and pablo is cocky he has that um ego on him so he lets him lets her know that look i buy the press i have money will buy the politicians and valeria basically letting him know like it's not gonna work that way so she has he talks her into doing her thing and it shows real footages of Pablo when he was at all the soccer games, the real footage of him. That's what I love about this. It does show real footages of everything. So it shows on how he was working with all the kids, how he's building up the teams and having building communities up. So then we go to the next scene and uh, Valeria did as promised and she brings in Fernando. And Fernando is a hotshot attorney in Colombia who is also a part of the Liberation Political um, campaign as well so he um pulls up in his little car truck it's a mr bishi i believe and lets valeria out they walk up and he said wow i should have gotten the taxi business when he see pablo's mansion pablo introduces himself tells him why he wants to be in politics and he lets him know like it's a lot of talk around town about how you got your money pablo basically tells him he'll go ahead and pay him he's going to donate this donate that so he lets him know i'll pay three hundred and fifty thousand dollars u.s fernando eyes get big and basically falls into the bribe blackie one of the head sicarios walks um, Fernando out to see the hippopotamus because everybody knows Pablo is famous for all of the hippopot the hippopotamus being in Colombia to this day. We will definitely talk about that as well towards the end of this video. So then Valeria, the headmistress, lets him know like, uh, hold on, I just brought Fernando to you. Where's my cut? And he said, No, Valeria, you're you're in this for the love, right? Pats her on the butt and they walk outside. Then we to the next scene and fernando is now discussing you know he has to go to the the minister of justice because everything has to go through him before they even go any further the justice and minister is skeptical because he's saying you know word around town is that pablo is a trafficker he is a narco we do not need him to corrupt our political party he's very skeptical and then fernando tells him like all of this is it's just rumors and insinuation and you're looking at the Forbes magazine from America. It's all rumors. He's And he lets them know he's built communities. He's built hospitals. He's built full neighborhoods. So he's really landed on thick. And he's not lying because Pablo really was doing all of that for the poor. That's a fact. Um, and he's basically letting them know like that magazine doesn't, you know, fall for nothing. But then the thing that kind of makes the minister agree is the money so he lets him know how much he's willing to donate to the campaign 
a million American dollars and he go ahead and he, he rolls over. He accepts it and they let him run for an alternate candidate for uh, Ortega. So instead of running for just a, a congressman, he runs for the alternate candidate for an, under Ortega. Then we get to Murphy and Connie. And Murphy is telling her, like, um, you're not going back to that um, communa because that's where she's been volunteering at. When she was in Miami, before she came to Columbia, she was a nurse, so she did work in the health field. And, you know, who wouldn't be bored if you come to another country with your husband for over a year and you're just sitting in the house, you don't know anybody. So she starts volunteering, does um, doing what she does. But after the cat was um, killed and someone broke in her home, he doesn't feel comfortable with her going for the communa. So he tells her, why don't you go back? back to Miami until things calm down and I did like the comeback she says oh you're gonna make everything calm down you're just that good huh because Murphy has a cocky attitude in here let's keep it real so I liked that comeback but basically the wife always wins happy life happy wife he drops her back off to the communum and she volunteers and who does she run into she runs into the priest who is a hidden communist and we see the head of the one of the head leaders of the m19 elisa who basically got away she didn't get caught up when pablo killed all of the m9 most of not all of them most of the m19 when they kidnapped martha ochoa so she kind of escaped they never showed her boyfriend again so i'm wondering was he one of the ones who got killed as well so both basically the communa is full of communist workers in there so she asks who is the gringa he lets her know she's a child of god just like you and she understands where he's coming from then we go to the directly next scene after that in asia pena agent murphy they go meet suarez suarez is one of the lieutenants you could say um in the police department in uh bogota because this they're still in bogota at this time so they he lets them know like we need to get some information somebody who works at the airport they gave out dea personal information they killed his cat that's like killing the police dog suarez is not trying to hear that he likes stuff happens to my people all the time and you guys don't care but because you're american they go back and forth they pay um uh, well not they Pena pays him, but then writes it up so he can get a reimbursement. And Suarez brings in the two guys who, in uh, episode two, took Murphy's passport and sent it to Poison. When the two guys come into the police station, Suarez is questioning them. The younger guy, he, he laughs because he's like, we're in here for a cat. Suarez slaps him in the face. Hmm. And then the other guy who is the boss at the airport, he's not trying to hear it. He like, I'm a Colombian. I have my rights. Suarez slaps him too. Make a long story short, they end up letting him know who they sent all of the information to. And they sent it to Poison, who is one of Pablo's head Sicarios. Then we go back to Pablito's house. We're back at Pablo's house and he has a case of money and he's letting Poison know that he needs to drive to Bogota and give this money to Fernando. Now this is the money, basically the bribe money that he's paying to get into their political party and run for congressman. He lets him know, call me every two hours and check in. 
no violence no showing off because he knows his sicarios and most of them were younger most of them were teenagers to be exact but he lets him know no violence just go there get the money and go you're dealing with politicians not gangsters as he says mafiosos poison says aren't they the same aren't they the same thing and then pablo just looks at him and say no they scare easier but we both know politicians and gangsters are basically the same thing anywho moving on to the next scene we're back at the police station or at the M- or at the american embassy i think we're at the american embassy then Asia Pena and Agent Murphy is speaking with the ambassador. They're letting them know that they found out information about poison. And she's letting them know, hey, I don't have jurisdiction over here. There's nothing that we can do. And he basically said, pull your rank. So they caught <clears throat> Colonel Carrillo. And he sets up a small search block to um, a small roadblock to block poison off because they had intel and you know they got all the phones wired so they know that poison is on his way to bogota with all the money so everybody is waiting people hidden in the bush asian pena telling him like look you need to question him when you get here carrillo like look poison already killed three of my men i don't give a damn what you do to him when we get him just get out my way basically so they go hide they wait for poison to show up poison lakika and lizard are all in the car arguing about who killed the most people poison is saying he killed 65 people lakika is challenging him saying no you are you sure about that they're arguing about who killed the most people lakika tells him are you counting the one from the night before because the only thing you did was shot him after i shot him first and he was on the ground so poison said i killed 65 lakika is egging him on then you have people walking from looks like they probably was leaving work it was a group of people so poison runs one of them over killing them saying 65 now anyway (laughs) we're back at the police station suarez is drinking some orange juice and eating some scrambled eggs one of his um officers coming in and just ask them did you let the dea know that pablo would be well pablo and poison you know their crew would be heading where they were going to be at he lets them know like yeah so he lets them know hey that's not drug money they have uh they have this amount of money they're taking it to fernando so basically suarez know he didn't messed up so he hurries up and calls Pablo, lets him know he can save him a ton of money, and lets him know that they are on to him, and the roadblock is basically waiting on po- uh, waiting on poison to get there. So they know he knows it's a setup, but he knows it's going to cost him. Pablo agrees him to pay him the money, and he calls poison, cussing him out, <laughs> letting him know to bring his big mouth butt back. Poison hurry up and hangs up the phone because they are very submissive to Pablo. So he hurry up and hang up the phone, uh, nervous because he found out that the cops have his phone wiretap. Lakika lets him know, if you don't watch your big mouth on the phone, you're not going to make it to murder 66. So he does a slick turn on the side of the street, headed back, and basically 
the cops are waiting and waiting and waiting and they realize that Suarez must have tipped Pablo off and poison is not coming. Murphy makes a crack saying, can anyone keep a secret in Colombia? Pretty much not because everybody works for Pablo. The cops, the judges, most of them work for Pablo. Then we go to one of the political rallies and every <clears throat> everybody is, you know, champion Pablo because he did hail most of his campaigns in the cities of the poor neighborhoods because he was a man of for the poor, always gave back to the poor. And he's given his prolific speech about what he's going to do. And he's tired of people with power running the country and it's time to, you know, fight back and uh, fight for the weak people, the people who don't have anything. And he gives an amazing speech. Everybody claps. And then Lizard and all of them get to handing out money to the people of the city. After that, Tata, Pablo's wife, gets helped down the steps because this is when she's pregnant. She's, she's very proud of him and letting him know that, you know, he did a really good job. And she's proud of him. They're having a moment. Here comes Valeria switching on down the steps, letting him know that he did a good job. But they still have to work on things for him to get better. But we both know what she wants to work on with Pablo. She tells um, Tata, congratulations. Tata looks at her like she's full of shit, basically. Tata already knows she's messing with her husband. So she just gives her that look like, uh-huh. And Valeria takes it and walks away. Then we go straight to the next scene. And Tata's at the end of her pregnancy. She's in the bathroom crying and throw up, throwing up. Pablo comes in there to console her. And she just lets him, she, she lets, lets him know the deal. Like, I understand you have to do what you have to do. But after you win, don't ever disrespect me with that blank blank again. And he hears her and he tells her like, you got to get used to the press. You know, you're going to be first lady. Because Pablo really thought he was going to be president. He probably would have, but we'll get to that later. That's, I'm jumping ahead as usual. But he, you know, basically tries to console her. She lets him know, like, I know what you're doing, but after you get elected, this has to stop. And we go, and she gets sick and start going into labor. And he, um, they get her to the hospital in a rush. As he's waiting to go see her and nervous for her, Gustavo shows up in the hospital letting them know, like, what are you doing, cousin? You're 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 a bandit. You're a bandit. You're you're not a politician. This is not your world. They will never accept you. You're gonna ruin our business. He's basically trying to stop Pablo from going into politics, and Pablo is not trying to hear it. So he's letting him know, like, if you're going to go into politics you need to quit running your day-to-day -day operations we need to have someone else run the labs because eyes are on us so after that the doctor lets them know that they can go in and they go in and they get to meet baby manuela and they all take a nice family picture then we go out to the jungle and we go to one of the super labs and we're with gotcha and the ochoa brothers fabio and Jorge. And they're bickering back and forth about Pablo going into politics because they're nervous about what it'll bring too much attention to them and their businesses. Fabio is pouting as usual and fussing about how Pablo needs to be stopped. Gotcha warns him like, 
you better watch. You, you can't go against him. And they kind of have to put him in his place. Fabio is always jumping ahead of the times. But most of the times he's kind of right. But he's paranoid. So it's basically like a wait and see attitude. And Gotcha tells him like, look, if he does win to be a congressman, he'll have total immunity. He'll look out for us. And they kind of just don't know which way to go. They don't know if we're going to politics as a good thing or a bad thing. So it's kind of like a wait and see attitude, basically. And then we go back to Pablo's house. And now he is out there on his in his backyard is looking all pacific and beautiful and he's smoking his joint with carlos later and they're cracking jokes and uh later is telling him what hitler would say because later is colombian but his dad was german and he's upset he was this is a fact he was obsessed with um john lennon and Hitler so he's down there telling Hitler jokes and letting Pablo know like look if you win then there's nothing to explain and if you lose then there's nothing to explain basically um because everybody else kind of don't want him to go in politics but later is by his side so they're out there getting high smoking on a joint and cracking jokes and later is letting him know hey do what you gotta do the next scene, we go to some real footage, and it shows Pablo and his family, the real Pablo and his family, uh, or and other people, um, how he did his rallies and his speeches, and how they used to be at all the soccer games, because soccer is very popular in Colombia. And it shows on him rallying and him being a, the, the man of the people, and everybody loves him. And showing little young Juan Pablo playing soccer as well. So it's just showing what he was. And then we go to the next scene, and Carlos later is put in charge of the labs, and he even brings production up 12% in sh a short time. So Carlos later was a good fit for the lab, and he got it on point, so they say here. Then we go to Gotcha and the Chore Brothers, and they mainly have a wait-and-see attitude because they don't know what's going to happen. Then we go back to the American Embassy on the next scene, and they're in their Columbia's business, basically, and trying to figure out how they can stop him from winning because they don't want it to become a narco state. So they're like, we have to prove that he's a trafficker. They know he's a trafficker, but they didn't have any proof at the time. So Murphy and Agent Pena go visit Suarez as usual, try to get some information about any proof that Pablo could be a trafficker. Suarez lets them know that he was arrested in the 70s and it was a mugshot took him. So basically between it comes a game between cat and mouse with the uh two agents and the Sicarios. And they he lets them know like it's a police officer who can get you a copy of the mugshot as the police officer is walking to give the mugshot to them on their on his way. I cut off guys sorry about that so basically like I was saying it becomes a game between cat and mouse after Suarez tells him that Pablo was arrested in the 70s and then it was a mugshot took in so they try to find the proof and it becomes a game between cat and mouse of who can get that mugshot so it's agent Murphy and agent Pena basically trying to beat the Sicarios at it the cop is walking towards the police station with the mugshot he has the file 
and all the information that Pablo was arrested. Lakika shoots him down. Poison comes and takes a headshot after. Then they argue again about who shot the most people. Poison says I was 66. And Lakika says, bullshit. I shot him first. Then we go to the next scene. We see the lawyer that represented um, Pablo in the 70s. Poison stabs him. Then we go to the next scene. And this is another person who was involved in that case. And Lizard and Lakika is stabbing that person to death. Then we get to the judge. And his house is on fire. So basically everywhere Agent Pena and Murphy go to get proof of who has this picture of the mugshot or the file that he was arrested he uh, they're already dead so they basically figure out Suarez is tipping everybody off so then they say it has to be some type of evidence left and then they realize that it was also a an original photo so they go and they find the original photographer and they do it without Suarez help because Suarez works for both sides he goes wherever basically is going to give him the most money they kidnapped him before he gets murdered and they get proof and they take it back to the um the minister of justice the minister of justice is saying why are you showing this to me now? What can I do with this? They basically let him know like, hey, your political party took money from Escobar. He says everybody took money from Escobar and it's American money. So what are you doing? So they basically play him a little bit. And then the ballots are the ballots are all turned in and we see that he did win for Congress um, and <laughs> It was all a setup, basically, because he won. As soon as he won, because he's um, the alternate runner. So Ortega is the, the the real congressman. As soon as they win, they have a celebration party, and Ortega announces that um, due to health and family reasons, he has to resign, and Pablo will be the congress because he's the man of the people, and the man can do it. So that was all the plan along to get him elected, and he gets all the way in. After that, everybody starts singing. You have Gotcha singing his heart out, along with Blackie singing his heart out, honey. Then Tata and the children come hug Pablo. Gustavo is looking like all of this is bullshit. And then you have Fabio in the back, pounding as usual. We go right to the next scene. And Pablo is feeling himself. He out there in the, on his island. He's smoking his joint. He on top of the world. He 28 years old. He has all the money in the world. He just won for congressman. He know he want to be president and he is on his way. So he is on top of the world. Then they show him on the next scene walking into, you know, their little meeting. His first time going in as a congressman. He has on this little suit. And um, one of the guys stopped him like, hey, you got to learn, you know, the etiquette to get in, in here. You have to wear a tie. So he buys the young man's tie from him. And he tells him that my girlfriend bought this. He said now she'll be in the history books. And he walks in just ready. He's looking at the statue and he's feeling good. As soon as he gets in there and sits down and comfortable um, the Minister of Justice, the first thing he mentions when he sits down and goes ahead and starts the meeting, 
he gets to talking about narco traffickers. Pablo starts to sweat, and then they sh um he talks about the bribes and how his um, political party has taken money, and then he basically lifts up the um <clears throat> lifts up and shows a really supersized picture of Pablo's mugshot, humiliating him and embarrassing him. We see cocky. Agent Murphy and Agent Pena sitting in the background smiling because they got what they wanted. And Pablo walks out humiliated after he tells, after he puts him on blast and lets him know you are not welcome here. We will not be associated with you. You're a trafficker. You're a criminal. And you don't belong here. Pablo is humiliated and walks out. But before he leaves, he gives him that look like... You know, you kind of messed up, right? He gives him that look, but then he immediately held his own press conference saying that he gives the justice minister 24 hours to come up with solid proof that he is a trafficker or he has any criminal record. And the justice minister basically fights back and he brings proof of how the narcos own six out of nine of the soccer teams and how they own this and how they own that. They took stuff away. They took teams away from gotcha. He had to give up his soccer team. They took stuff away from the Choa brothers off their uh, ranch. And then they find Pablo for all of the elephants and um, his park, basically his animal park. He his basically his own personal zoo that he had over in Colombia. So they find him for all that. So basically his political dreams went down the drain in one day due to the mug shot so after that agent murphy feels bad because he knows that by their own tactics they basically have put the just the um the, the, the minister of justice in danger because he was able to do stuff that the police have never been able to do and touch um touch the the head of the narcos touch them in ways that they haven't been able to and you know bring solid proof of all the money that they were bringing in through drug money so he basically knows that he's put him in danger he tries to give him a bulletproof vest and you know the minister kind of stands up to him and say i you know i'll accept this as a gift but you know don't think just because you did this i did it for you when escobar is brought down it will be colombia not americans who say that they did this so he just tells them, like, look, I just want you to wear the vest. I just want you to be safe. A lot can happen in two weeks before you leave. And, you know, this is very serious. Then we go to Pablo. He's in the backyard of his home, sulking and upset. And Tata is trying to console him, saying, you knew they would not let you in your circle. Gustavo comes, sits next to him, gives him a hug as well, and letting him know, you know, you didn't belong there anyway. You're not one of them you're a bandit like me and pablo says he'll fix it nice little family moment but gustavo is frustrated because pablo is so you can't tell him anything he knows what he wants to do and he won't let it go so then he gives um prol another prolific speech saying that he's going to go ahead and resign but he will not go out quiet and as he's giving his great speech that they has messed with messed with pablo emilia Guerrero. um i said his name wrong sorry pablo escobar and he's letting them know you messed with me in the wrong 
time at the same time that they're showing that they're showing the justice and minister in the back seat of his car reading his book and two gunmen pull up on a motorcycle and they shoot him in the back of the head goes to the very last scene where agent and murphy is walking up to the crime scene and looking at his dead body and the car shot up with multiple gunshots wounds and then they show suarez he feels bad because he's been playing both sides so he offers murphy a brand new cat he has a new cat he pulls out the bag they let him know he's a sick man and that was the end of episode three So like I was saying, that is one of my favorite episodes out of this season because it shows, you know, on basically how he was at the top and then how everything uh, came falling down quickly. And that basically was the beginning of his demise. That's very true when he joined the politics, the po um, politics and became into that world. That's when they were able to you know kind of get at him and he would have probably been okay if he just would have said okay and just went on and with his life but he basically started a war with Colombia so that's that was the downfall and another thing about the Sicarios is that they were so this um you know now we're just going over the true facts of you know certain things I like to point out it after every review um one thing about uh, his Sakayas, most of them were very young. Some, I mean, some were adults as well, but most of them were teenagers. And they were very loyal to Pablo because in Medellin, it was very, very poor. And you had some people who just were just had no homes. And uh, Pablo really did build communities. He built hospitals. Um, he built clinics hospitals he built schools like he really built the community up so they were very loyal to him because they looked like before before that if he would have never did that they probably would have died of hunger or just you know living on the street and he gave them a roof over their head so one thing i can say is pablo was a man of the people and <clears throat> The only reason why Agent Murphy and Pink get on my nerves in the show, I watch their real interviews. They don't act like that for real. But, um, and then it's, it's all dramatized. So it's just like, you know, they weren't really out there like that on the scene like that. Cause like in the show, it's just like, okay, how are you just going to go over to their country and you beating up people? Cause they didn't, I, that's, that's what got on my nerves, but I know that that didn't happen for real, so, like I said, nothing against the real detective, detectives, I'm sure that they're good guys, I like listening to their interviews, and seeing what they have to say, and how they break stuff down, but then we do have to remember, this show is really, really good, but this is coming from the American side, the police side, um, I like looking at both sides, I've listened to a lot of Pablo's son, Juan Pablo's interviews, where he tell his side, even though he was a young man, he was a teenager when his father passed he still was there and grew up around his uncles and his father so he knows the real story so the truth kind of lies somewhere in between the middle so yeah another thing is that they really were paying people uh at the airport to bring in suspicious people and it was like that in mexico too if you had someone suspicious snooping around they would think that you were undercover dea and they would find out information on you and then another good thing is right after the kiki camarena murder 
a lot of stuff was locked down. So that's why they did feel so comfortable over there, even though that they had all of that money, like um, a price tag on their head. They kind of were not too fearful because of how <clears throat> the media portrayed that they cracked down on the Guadalajara cartel after the Kiki Camarena murder. So Kiki Camarena was like Jesus to them. You know, he died to save all of them because they basically took the DEA as a joke until he got murdered and they let him know that you know the u.s basically wasn't fucking around you weren't going to take one of their agents but we were def we're definitely going to get in the key camarano murder because as hard as they try to make it seem like they just shut stuff down it was not that easy and a lot of people walked away without paying a price for that that was a gruesome murder um but we're going to get into that i'm skipping ahead as usual i apologize guys um and as far as Suarez, I'm not sure if he's based on a real character, but he's probably based on multiple characters because he was the dirty cop in there. But remember, Pablo did own half of the country, half of the cops. They were cops, but they worked for him. They if, if they seen like, OK, he's about to get arrested, they would call and warn him. They would let him know what they found so he could take care of it. So. Um, Suarez, I don't think he's based off a real character. I think he's just based off multiple things that really happened. Most of the cops worked for him and tipped him off. The cops loved him too, to a certain point. Like even after even all the murders that he did on the police, he still had some that were very loyal to him in Medellin, especially. And his Sicarios looked at him like a God figure, like a father figure. They said that they would get in front of a bullet and die for him. They knew that taking on a job for him, that they would die for him. But at first, I like this part of the sh um, show because this is showing before it became a war on how lovely things was, how they basically ran the country. They owned the country and, um, you know, how they had all the mansions and living a high life and, you know, everybody submitted to them. So it's showing it before that, showing on how it got there. So this is why I really love, um, love it because it shows how he was before he became um you know they call him a narco terrorist so it shows the the beginning stages of that before that even happened and like i said before the valeria affair that's very true as well they did have a long lasting affair um i think it ended after he won i mean after he went to jail she helped him out but I know Penelope Cruz, she made a, um, she's starring in a movie as Valeria. Valeria is a movie based off Valeria's life. And Penelope Cruz plays it. It's only a couple years old. And it's about their love life. I haven't checked it out yet. I plan on getting to it because I love everything Escobar. And I just be one, I'm always interested in knowing the true stuff behind that. So, but that's one I haven't checked out yet. And I'm also in the middle of watching another documentary. It's on Prime about Escobar as well but it's mainly with um his brothers and a couple of his sisters as well one more thing as well as they always um in here they make it seem like the Ochoa brothers 
um, Fabio and Jorge and Gotcha and even Gustavo to a point are very upset that Pablo was entering politics. And I think that's kind of false because I watched plenty of documentaries on this and it seemed like they all were pretty much trying to get into politics because then they would have got total immunity. Remember, that's when they came out with the law in the 80s that even if they didn't step foot in to the United States, they could be extradited. So that was their main fight is they didn't want to get extradited. So a lot of it was um, trying to get into politics because of the immunity. And then Pablo, um, I've even listened to another interview of a guy who was a part of the Medellin cartel, but he was Cuban and he was from Miami, but he did a lot of deals with them. And he said Pablo really was he really wanted to build up the country and help out the poor. He really took pride in building up those communities, giving those people homes because he didn't come from anything. He came, his dad was a farmer, his mother was a teacher, so he didn't come from anything. So, yeah, the, um, I'm not sure uh, how they try to portray it, but everything is dramatized in here. They try to make it seem like the rest of the cartel was so pissed off that he was getting into the politics game. But in reality i think they all were getting in there because i've even uh looked up some of um carlos later speeches where he <laughs> he's basically going off carlos later was a fool but we'll get into him later um he played uh he also was portrayed in the movie blow with johnny depp and his character was diego and that's the first time that i learned about him i thought his real name probably was diego and he was just like a flunky trying to get into you know trying to do business with the meddling cartel they made it seem like that Pablo wasn't thinking about him and he would only do business with George but that was far from the truth after as I looked more into it Carlos later was one of the head members of you know he was one of basically the founding members of the cartel so you know blow that was totally totally false so yeah I think that they all were trying to get in politics I don't just think it was him not at all and also, when Fernando um, went to go see him, and he was telling him, like, after they got done discussing businesses, and he let him know what he was going to pay him, he said, let's go see the hip, the, let's go see the hippopotamus. He is famous for that, because he brought all of those hippopotamus over there to Colombia, and they were saying how it's a dangerous hazard to this day, because they're not meant to be over there, and then on how they populate very fast and it's very dangerous for them to be over there so that's a big thing too um i like on how they touch bases on that so they do touch bases on a lot of stuff but of course it's definitely dramatized you know they when you make a show like that it has to keep you entertained and you know you can't just drag out everything because you know of course everything goes on for years and they kind of sum it up into one episode and it's very true they did kill the justice and minister and it was just like that he was riding in a car two teenagers rode up on a motorcycle shot him in the um and shot him all over not just in the head shot him all over so that was really true and this is basically when the war against um columbia started um, and he was the one of the first ones to go as far as, you know, after the politics rivalry. So, yeah, the justice minister, he was really, um, really, really killed. And it was just like that as well. So that is the end of my recap. I do hope you guys enjoyed and you tune back in with me when we go over season four. I mean, sorry, I'm a little tired. It's late. I said season episode four. We're going to get into that saturday 
because tomorrow we will be reviewing Cruel Summer. And then I have a couple of things to do. I'm pretty much busy for the rest of the week. So over this weekend, we will go over episode four, five, and maybe six because I do have a three-day weekend where I'll just be chilling. Um, still writing on the book. I kind of um meant to write a lot today, but I kind of had writer's block. My mind was all over the place. So I decided to come on here with a late night pod and finish our little narc continue our little narco sega that we're going over i'm enjoying it i hope you guys are enjoying it if you have any feedback or need to correct me or anything you can always dm me and let me know or message me on here it's the way you can hit message and just let me know if you're enjoying the content or you have any feedback you know all every you're all welcome to do it i welcome all new listeners i'm happy to have you as part as of my platform joining in listen to me ramble on and talk and i will see you guys tomorrow as we review cruel summer thanks for tuning in again and be safe out there talk to you guys tomorrow thanks for tuning in